Hello, my rebels. Today, I look at the day after the mob, the unruly mob, broke into the Capitol building in the United States. I'm not so worried about that mob anymore. Um, I'm worried about that mob being used as the excuse, the trigger, the predicate for a total war on our civil liberties. And I see the cowardice sloshing over into Canada, too. I'm quite nervous about it. I'll give you the details and show you some proof. Um, can I invite you to become a video uh, subscriber to these podcasts. We call it Rebel News Plus. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I record these podcasts as a video. You're just really hearing the soundtrack of it. I think uh, quite often the video is very helpful, especially if we're showing something that went on on the street. So please consider subscribing, not just because you'll get the video, but because the $8 a month, which frankly isn't that much, and if you get a whole year in advance, it's only 80 bucks for the year. Well, we rely on that. I don't know if you know that. We don't take a dime from Trudeau. So that eight bucks a month, if we get enough people subscribing, we're good to go. So even, frankly, if you don't plan on watching it, please help us. Just go to rebelnews.com and click subscribe. Okay, here's today's podcast. Tonight, I think it's going to get bad now. It's January 7th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon yeah. consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Look at this post by Mark Zuckerberg the boss of Facebook. The shocking events of the last 24 hours clearly demonstrate that President Donald Trump intends to use his remaining time in office to undermine the peaceful and lawful transition of power to his elected successor, Joe Biden. Now, that is an opinion, and it could even be an honest or a reasonable opinion. Maybe it's even the majority opinion. But it's not what Donald Trump or his spokesman have actually said. They've specifically said that Trump will, in fact, accept the final result and assist in the peaceful transition of power. I mean, you don't have to believe him, but that's what Trump says. So Zuckerberg is entitled to his opinions about the future or entitled to his speculation about what's going on in Trump's mind but those are just speculations. I mean, it's his opinion. But then Zuckerberg said this. His decision to use his platform to condone rather than condemn the actions of his supporters at the Capitol building has rightly disturbed people in the U.S. and around the world. We removed these statements yesterday because we judged that their effect and likely their intent would be to provoke further violence. But, but he didn't do that. I mean, that's what he said as a matter of record. I mean, I, I saw the video. I think we showed it last night. Uh, here's what he said. It's, it's only a minute long. Take a look. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. 
We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. The thing is, uh, you can't see that video anymore. You can't see what Trump actually said now. You have to take Zuckerberg's word for it, his interpretation of it, because he doesn't actually quote Trump, does he? You can't watch that for yourself on Twitter, where it was also deleted. And Instagram is owned by Zuckerberg, so it's deleted there, too. I mean, it's only an inch away from Google banning searches for the White House website itself. These are your new rulers, by the way. It's not Joe Biden, it's these guys. If they can rule Trump, they can rule you, too. You know, you can still see what Nicolas Maduro, the tyrant of Venezuela, has to say on Twitter. Same thing with the Ayatollahs of Iran or China's countless government propagandists on Twitter. By the way, you can't even access Twitter in those countries, but Twitter lets those tyrants use their forum to attack America and the West. If mighty Donald Trump, who is still president, who was a billionaire who received close to 70, 80 million votes, if he can be silenced by some nerdy twerp in Silicon Valley, everyone can be. I should tell you that today, we received a warning letter from YouTube that our entire channel is in jeopardy. We could be deleted if we dare to claim that there's widespread fraud in the election. It's just an opinion you can no longer hold. You just can't. They won't let you. The masters of the universe say so. You cannot question their point of view. You cannot claim the moon. You can claim the moon is made of cheese. You can say that. You can claim the earth is flat. They won't shut your channel down for being wrong on that. But you cannot have a political opinion that contradicts your new masters on the stuff they care about. Oh, and the Democrats are not looking for harmony or reconciliation. They are looking for vengeance and blood. They are even talking about impeaching Trump again in his final days, just because they can. They love what happened at the Capitol. Now, no one was killed yesterday other than a protester who was shot at point-blank range by someone we don't know who. Three others apparently had health emergencies and died as well. But there was no torching, no arson. It wasn't like the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that destroyed entire neighborhoods and killed dozens the only guns that were used yesterday were by police. Oh boy, the pictures were spectacular though. This bizarre guy dressed like a Viking or something. Uh, here he is claiming to be a shaman at a global warming protest a while back. That's unusual for a Trump supporter, I think. And here is his actor for hire page. It looks like that Viking Chewbacca character is one of the things he specializes in playing for hire. He's an actor named Jake Angeli. 
I wonder if he was paid to play a role at the riot yesterday. I don't know. An alternative might be he is an actor who happens to actually be a genuine Trump supporter who dresses like a Chewbacca Viking for real. I don't know. It's hard to say anymore. I wonder if YouTube or Facebook would even let us tell you if we found out that he was a plant or a fake. I see that the Conservative Party of Canada has, for some reason, felt the need to join in the feeding frenzy. Hey, before I show you that, can you name the Conservative Party's foreign affairs critic? Don't Google it. Don't Google it without checking. Can you name the foreign affairs critic? I mean, foreign affairs has been a pretty big deal this past year, especially with regards to China and North Korea and Iran. Has the Conservative Party critic made his or her voice heard? Do you, do you even know who it is? I mean, it should be a feast for that critic. Do you know? For that matter, can you name the, the Conservative Party of Canada in, environment critic? I mentioned that because the carbon tax was just jacked up. We got the plastic bag ban, plastic straw ban, all sorts of goofiness coming, the Green New Deal. Can you even name the Federal Conservative Party of Canada critic? Don't look it up. Can you name the person? him or her, without checking. How about the biggest issue of the year? The pandemic, health, vaccines, lockdowns. Have you seen the Conservative Party of Canada critic on health opposing the lockdowns in any way? Can, can you even name these critics? If I've stumped you with one, two, or three of these questions, it's not because you're dumb. I had to look them up too. It's because the critics have not criticized effectively if at all, which is too bad, isn't it? Because we could really, really use some help right now. The job of a critic is to criticize. I think there's a lot to criticize the law. The job of an opposition is to oppose. We call it an official opposition because they're given an office and a staff and a budget. It's their job. Have they been doing it? Has the CPC, not the CCP, but the Conservative Party of Canada actually opposed any of the important monstrous things that have been happening with the pandemic as the excuse? By the way, Dan Albus is the environment critic, Michelle Rempel is the health critic, and Michael Chong is the foreign affairs critic. Um, and he's the one who published this today. Let me read it for you. Conservative statement on the events in the United States Capitol for immediate release. Uh, why? Just in the back of your mind, why? The Honorable Michael Chong conservative shadow minister for foreign affairs, today released the following statement on the events that took place in the United States yesterday. The violence of an unruly mob incited by outgoing President Trump. Is that true? Was the unruly mob incited by outgoing President Trump that attacked America's national legislature in Washington, D.C.? It's called the Congress. Um, that was meeting to certify the results of the recent U.S. election is an affront to the shared principles that both Canada and the United States have had in common for more than a century. And later, conservatives call on President Trump and his supporters to respect the will of the American people, respect the will of the states who have confirmed these results, and respect the will of American courts that have reaffirmed these results. But, but back to my question, is it true that Donald Trump incited the violence. I mean, it's true or false, right? Here, here, here's what he said yesterday. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us.
It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So, so where did he incite the violence? I'm, I'm open to seeing it. I, I don't track every word the president says. It, can you point it out to me? Uh, say, has Michael Chong or the conservative party ever used such language to criticize, I don't know, the Ayatollahs of Iran or the tyrant in Venezuela or Xi Jinping or his many propagandists online. I mean, has he? I missed it if he did. Did he actually use that language? Calling on Nicolas Maduro to stop inciting a mob, calling on Xi Jinping to stop his concentration. Has he actually used that language with foreign dictators? The same personal language that he used with the President of the United States. I missed it if he did. What's, what are the conservatives trying to do here? To be loved by the CBC? To woo Joe Biden or something? I don't know, but I'm not impressed. I wouldn't expect a liberal like Michael Chong to be a pro-Trump advocate, but is it really the place of the official opposition of Canada to weigh in to U.S. electoral matters in the final days of an administration? With a false accusation, Imagine if some third-rate U.S. politician weighed in on a Canadian election result in the same way. I wonder if Michael Chong or Aaron O'Toole would be cool with that, too. Look, I'm not looking for them to be Trumpy. They lack any such stuff. But maybe that same viciousness that they have deployed so bravely uh, in Trump's final hours when he's almost out of office, such bravery now that he's done, maybe Michael Chong and Aaron O'Toole can muster just a fraction of that to criticize and oppose things in our country. The civil liberties violations that are coming to Canada, not only at the hands of our governments, but at the hands of Silicon Valley too. Stay with us for more. Well, it was a massive scene. There were protests all over Washington, D.C., hundreds of thousands of people. I haven't seen an official estimate. Some folks on social media say it was more than a million. I don't know the answer, but it was large, and our own Kean Bexty was amongst it. He, of course, did not smash his way into the Capitol building. If my eyes and my... Uh, observation of the videos and photographs are accurate, it looks at only a couple of dozen, maybe a few dozen protesters broke into the Capitol building. One, of course, was shot dead. Um, and 99.99% were outside. They may have been rambunctious. They may have been angry. 
but they were peaceful. Kean was amongst the peaceful protesters. He joins us now from Dulles International Airport on his way back to Canada. Kean, how you doing? I'm glad you're okay. You got a whiff of tear gas though, didn't you? Did, yeah. My throat started closing up a bit. My eyes were fine, which I thought it would be the opposite. But actually, I got tear gas worse in D.C. than I did in Hong Kong. Huh. Um, now, I saw uh, some of your streeters' interviews um, near Capitol Hill, and people were revved up for sure. I mean, they were adamant that uh, the Democrats had stolen or rigged the election. They were mad about it, but they were peaceful. Um in, in fact, they were sort of startled. I, there was this one video you took of someone being led out of the scene on a stretcher. I don't know who that was. Um, th- that really was the most dramatic part of your interviews. Where you were, it was calm, if angry. Am I right? Yeah, uh, people were furious the, the whole 48 hours that I was in the Capitol. Uh, they were very upset with what happened, and, and rightfully so. They say that the election was stolen from them for a whole host of different reasons from Arizona to Pennsylvania. They had issues and that's why they were there. Uh, now that doesn't explain why a couple dozen people in the Capitol building, uh, there's videos that shows there's video that shows them breaking into the Capitol building and the entire crowd booing them and trying to physically restrain them away from breaking into that sacred building uh, of their democracy. But it doesn't, it just doesn't, things weren't computing to me. I didn't understand people were inside the building until I was prepared to leave the Capitol because there's actually an internet blackout in the area. And whether that was on purpose, if that was the police doing that, or if that was just an overload of people live streaming what was in front of them, I don't know. But uh, it was certainly a day that I will always remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried that the day will be memorialized in the history books. I mean, they say the victors write the history books. Um, the Democrat media, which is just as partisan in America as it is up here, they have already written the history of it. Um, they say that Donald Trump incited the mob inside the riot. Uh, uh, the media, which was tolerant and even supportive of Antifa and Black Lives Matter riots all last year, have suddenly um, taken a liking to police and law and order. And I mean, it, I, I think it's incredible how it's already been rebranded, practically a terrorist event. The only person who died yesterday was one protester. The Capitol buildings were not torched. Um, there were some losers in there who took a few trophies, but uh, I think they broke in and they didn't really know what they were, what to do once they were in. I don't know if they were really Trump supporters or just people there for a party. But uh, I mean, I don't support it at all. I don't support trespass, bacon enter, or the threat of violence. But uh, this has been turned into another Charlottesville, really. Uh, They're trying to have it as a defining moment to demonize anyone conservative or anyone Trumpy for the rest of time. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, from from what I've heard, actually, not just one person died. There's one person that has very publicly died, and that was caught on video. But in the video that we'll be publishing, we'll show uh, two other individuals that I saw uh, appeared. One was certainly dead and the other one was dying on the way to the hospital. Uh, And reports that I've heard, a total of four people have actually died from what went on. And I think you're right. The left is definitely going to try and write this as, uh, you know, the great defense of democracy against right wing terrorists and 
everyone who has ever supported Donald Trump will be lumped in with a dozen people who broke into the Capitol building. And they're going to act like this is 9-11, the 9-11 of 2021. And they're going to use this to restrict freedoms as they did after 9-11. Just like they've decided how and when you can go into airports and, and change the whole process, they're going to change how and when and why you can use social media. The, the perfect example is Mark Zuckerberg taking to uh, Facebook to say that the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, whether you like that or not, still Donald Trump, he's now banned from Facebook. He's also banned from Twitter. And I seriously thought to myself last night, well, I want to know what he's saying. How do I do that? Because yeah. I've relied for so long. How do you actually hear what the president's saying? And the answer is, well, a lot of people don't know. You can go to the White House website, and that's about it. But who knows how long? I mean, you know as well as I do that the the, the service providers for for domain providers uh, can delist as well. So uh, the internet is not controlled by the president. Internet is not controlled by the people. The internet is controlled by Silicon Valley, and there are real masters. And I think that we're going to learn that real quick here. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. There was a litigation. Donald Trump would block certain people on Twitter who, who were trolls. They went all the way to a fairly high uh, courts, and it was their First Amendment right to follow Donald Trump on Twitter, apparently. But uh, I guess it's um, Donald Trump doesn't have the same right himself to be on Twitter if, um, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey or a in the case of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg says. So it's rather incredible. Uh, you can find out what the dictators of China, Iran, or Venezuela are saying on Twitter right now, but you cannot find out what the leader of the free world is saying. Um, Trump has less than two weeks left as president. Uh, I don't even think that the uh, civil service will do what he asks in the final two weeks. And I fear that with the presidency, the Congress, and the Senate, you are going to see a vengeance from the left, the likes as we... I, I think you're right to compare it to 9-11. And they're going to be coming for guys like me and you. Forget about just uh, anyone rambunctious, any, anyone who's on the street. They're going to be coming for anyone with conservative ideas. Yeah. And, and I, I don't compare it to 9-11 in that this disaster was equal in how horrifying it was. Like 3,000 people didn't die, two towers didn't obliterate in abyss like the, the, a couple windows were shattered and people put their foot feet on nancy pelosi's desk and and officers were hurt and that was awful but the, i mean this wasn't 9-11 but the, the, how i consider this to be like 9-11 is how people in power are going to use it to restrict the freedoms yeah i'm really worried about that well listen you're at the airport right now you're making your way back to canada we'll see you when you get back here thanks for going down there and i'm glad you, you were safe and um i think we're entering a whole new world, not just in America, but with the radical Democrats on the ascent. I think Canada, in its own way, Trudeau and his, I mean, he's very fused to the U.S. Democratic Party and their operators. I fear that Canada is going to get worse, too, because they're going to follow every bad example south of the border. In a strange way, Donald Trump was a bulwark against Canadian excess when he was in power. Now we're about to see, I think, the hammer fall on both sides of the border. Uh, good luck to all of us. Thanks for joining us, Kian. Problem, sir. All right. There he is, Kian Bextie, making his way back to Canada after an eventful few days in Washington, D.C. Stay with us. More
On my show last night, Gilly writes, moments after this started, Dorsey suspended Trump's Twitter account. And there were cries for another purge of conservatives. I have a feeling that given the hard left's newfound empowerment, we are all in for a very bumpy ride. Moderates left, right, and in between. Oh yeah, I mean, we literally today got a warning from our masters at YouTube that we cannot allege widespread fraud. I don't know if we were alleging that, but um, we were told if we do, we'll be shut down. I'll let you know if there's other things we're told. Alex writes, what we've witnessed in November was a criminal action with dire consequences for the entire world. For as long as any of us will continue to walk the earth, it should be seen for exactly what it is and actively resisted until the very end. See, I think that's exactly the kind of thing that could get our channel taken down. I don't know. Who knows? And it's some anonymous uh, bureaucrat in Silicon Valley, which is a fancy way of saying Democrat San Francisco, who will make the decision. Bruce writes, I feel like I'm in C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle. Things just keep growing worse. The book ends well, but the characters and us, by extension, did go through a lot of hard times along the way, so we will, so will we as democracy dies. Well, you know, we had a big staff meeting today, and we talked about what we're doing here and why, and we're committed to fighting as hard as we can. We do that in three ways. We report the news, including the news the other guys won't. We give you our opinions, our honest opinions. And finally, and especially this last year, most importantly, we actually try to fight where we can, where it's smart, where we might make a difference. Our Fight the Fines project being the biggest and most obvious one. We will be in a position to file a constitutional challenge. I don't want to jump the gun on that, but I signed uh, an affidavit to that effect just the other day. We're just getting a few more affidavits together, and we will be filing a major constitutional challenge in Canada. We've done one in Australia, as you know. Um, we're going to try and fight. We're going to go down fighting. We're not done yet. And we may be in for dark years under Joe Biden, but as Joel Pollack says, America survived Obama. America survived other things. It Hopefully, we'll survive this, and we will too. From all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters to you at home, good night. And keep fighting for freedom.